This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. Well, I'm on the phone this morning with Fabio Carlucci, who is based in Berlin, Germany. He's the founder and CEO of Roy Kombucha. Uh, good morning to me. Good afternoon. It's later in the day there in Germany. How are you doing, Fabio? Hi, Ian, and uh, hi, everyone listening uh, from, from around the world uh, and all the kombucha enthusiasts out there. I'm pleased to, to have this chat with you today, Ian. Thanks for inviting me, and uh, I'm doing well, and I hope everyone had a good start um, to the year, and uh, I'm excited for, for the chat. Yeah, and, you know, first of all, I, I, as people know, if they've looked at Booch News I, and talked to the other kombucha companies in Berlin, I was able to visit in person, and I'd hoped to, uh, when I was at the kombucha summit, which we'll talk about in a minute, that you also uh, created, I uh, hoped to visit you, but at the same time, I got an invite to go up to Hamburg to the uh, Alphas Tea Company and uh, just ran out of time. So this is, I'd love to come maybe next year to the summit and come by and see your facility. But this is the next best thing, be able to talk to you and hear the story of Roy Kombucha, which looks like you say it began in 2019. So how, how did you get going? What was the initiative? And were you brewing at home to begin with? Or how did you kick it off? Yeah, sure. So about the about the brewery visit, uh, our doors are always open. So I hope that uh, it's a good reason for you to come back to catch that up, and uh, hopefully then this year we can we can make it happen. And um, yeah, so originally, um, like very very originally, let's say, um, Roy or the idea for Roy and the whole kind of uh, project started actually back in April of 2018. Um, so already. Uh, almost five years ago, uh, to to be honest, in that sense, and um, it was um, uh, originally started by by me and and Rupert, my my then co-founder, um, who actually we knew each other as as um, our own kind of entrepreneurs and founders, their own startups, and we were sharing office. That's how we became friends back um, already in 2000. Um, I think that was around 2014, 15, or even earlier. So we knew each other for a couple of years, and then we both had our um, more like tech startups. Uh, so we were both already entrepreneurs, but more in the in the digital startup scene here in Berlin rather than in the food or FMCG sector. And um, we bumped into each other to the co-work, in a co-working space here in Berlin in 2018 in April, as I said. And uh, we just started chatting, and then it was kind of we were both looking for our next thing in a way and and then he just mentioned hey i'm actually doing a lot of fermentation at home because i've been reading a lot about um, nutrition and and gut health and and fermentation and um, maybe maybe this is something you want to do was kind of his his point and i had no idea about this whole world of fermentation back then so it was my first time hearing about it and then um, I, I kind of said, hey, let, let me have a look at it. Can you tell me more about it? And then kind of throughout 2018, um, this whole conversation started between the two of us, and he showed me how it works. And, and then um, I, I, I got fired up by it, and, and I saw what was out there, and I saw what the potential was. And, you know, the, the, the big thought was like, okay, there was this huge trend about um, vegetarian food and, and, and vegan food, 
but in the whole beverage industry, there was not yet this, this kind of shift in, from, let's say, traditional sugary drinks to something more, more healthy. And so um, we started then, then really looking into it. And then in 2018, in October, we founded our company. And we actually started with the, with the idea of making water kefir. So it, it was not kombucha at the very beginning. Yeah. That's great. So you landed on kombucha. Tell me about some of the milestones uh, in the growth of Roy Kombucha. What were some of the milestones you remember that you reached? Yeah, so, so after looking into water kefir and starting with that, we pivoted to kombucha in 2019. And then um, we really went, let's say, from strength to strength, where we um, looked for a kitchen. Before that, we were producing in a restaurant um, just during the night when the restaurant was closed. And then we launched, let's say, our first production, which yeah, was, a, was a small 20-square-meter kitchen where we brewed without a, <clears throat> sorry, without a bright tank or any fancy equipment. And we started, the two of us, um, really canning by hand because uh, we, we knew from the beginning we wanted to do cans, which back then wasn't a real big trend. Um, but um, from then, we, we kind of maxed out our, our manual production, which was around 10,000 cans, which we did throughout um, 2020 and early 2021. Of course, it was a, a difficult time because it was also COVID, the first lockdowns and, and these kind of topics, which discombobulated a bit our whole business, but uh, we kept going. And, and then in 2021, we had the chance to move into the backyard uh, of, of, uh, of that kitchen where we had a 120 square meter facility at hand, which we could take over and, and turn into a brewery. And that's where we, we are also still today. Um, like I said, around 120 square meters um, where we then could grow our production fivefold. So currently we have a production capacity of around 50 to 60,000 cans, um, depending of course also a bit on seasonality. And uh, since then, we've been growing, yeah, into hundreds of cafes, uh, retail outlets, um, of course, also through our online shop and also uh, into other European countries. So um, besides that, of course, also growing the team, growing our several departments and topics um, that need focus when you run such a brewery. And uh, yeah, it's been a very organic growth since then, um, where we really had uh, uh, a good product that has a natural pool that people want to enjoy and um, it was really head down hard work and, and uh, until now it paid off and yeah uh, there was a lot of milestones to to be happy and proud about yeah absolutely and I think for people listening to the podcast who might not be reading this on Booch News as well um, if you're just going straight into Apple Podcasts or Spotify check out this uh, website, RoyKombucha.com, very straightforward, R-O-Y-Kombucha.com, where the whole uh, strength of the company is shown. And uh, I, I clicked on the store locator where I can see you, you, you can get cans of Roy Kombucha, not just in and around Berlin, but uh, all the way over to other European countries, Ireland, I think, uh, and so on. I'm probably not up to date. I'm sure those store locator sites might need uh, additional locations, but it, it gives you a feel up for the, uh, the way you've really grown. And I, I would imagine having cans, does that make it easier to, to export because they're, less, they're not as heavy as glass bottles? They're easier to ship overseas? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, of course, always been a big topic also because in Germany you have a very strict 
uh, and set um, deposit and, and packaging system. So we knew um, from day one basically that we wanted to use cans and um, also because of the reason like you just mentioned, because of its weight. So in that sense, it's, it's um, very lightweight compared to bottles and also making it easier to ship. So not just only when you talk about online shop, um, but also about export. So it for sure has been um, a big USP for us to be very early and one of the very first ones to use cans. Um, so we were the first one in Germany to use cans. Uh, I think there was a few, very not even a handful other brands in Europe doing cans back then. And now it's become a way bigger trend. But the cans, the can format has helped us a lot for sure um, to gain momentum and then also attract um, importers or in that sense exporters, the people that want to have raw in their in their specific country, which really happened on on an inbound organic basis. So people reaching out to us saying they they're looking into new trends, they're looking into what's what's hot in Berlin. And then um, that's how then they stumbled upon us and then how these partnerships started. Yeah, and one other, uh, I know I saw on LinkedIn, you published or, or updated uh, what uh, 2022's milestones were. You'd lo- you've launched a sister brand, um, uh, which is the Kombucha Brewing Kit. There's a link on your homepage, but it goes to a German language page which I understand I can tell from pictures is aimed at home brewers, and there's even your own uh, separate um, Instagram if you go to Kombucha Brewing Kit on Instagram. Uh, how, how did that come about? Yes, that was already um, during during the first the very first lockdown in March of 2020 when when the whole world turned upside down and also our business because back then we had just a couple dozen of cafes and restaurants that we were supplying because it was, yeah, not even three, four months after we launched. And so that whole business, or the whole business, was was kind of shut down and put on hold. And so we shifted everything online. Uh, so we started our online shop, we started selling cans online. Um, and along with that, we decided, because people were just at home uh, in their four walls, we, um, of course, heard about all the uh, banana breads and sourdough breads that were being um, made at home. And then we said, hey, Let's launch our, our own kits for people to make kombucha at home in a very MVP uh, matter. We launched that very quickly and, and put together a kit. And since then, it's been going very well under the Roy brand. But um, already very early on, we realized that we want to separate the two because um, we believe the two targets group, target groups are, are quite different. So you have Red to Drink and you have DIY. And, and we just didn't have the resources, the, the team power and the size to, to really do it. But now finally in 2022, we put our resources together and, and, and the, the needed people to pull it off. And then we launched it as our own separate brand, which then went live in October 2022. And yeah, since then it's been going really well. And uh, like you said, it's German. Um, our target is the German market mainly because of course with 90 million people almost in Germany, there's a big enough size, and, and uh, when you talk about instructions and stuff, of course, you need uh, the language where you're, where you're based. And so uh, we put it all together, and um, yeah, it, it helps us to reach uh, that kind of target group, the DIY kombucha target group, and of course, they're ready to drink with the cans. And then, yeah, as you know, besides that, we also target the, the industry as a whole with, with Kombucha Summit, which we also organize. 
for for four years now. Yeah, and that's what uh, we want to switch gears to talk about because as people who read Boots News will know, back in November I did a number of posts uh, generated by my visit to thanks for you know inviting me to give a presentation there on my statistics about kombucha brands around the world. It was great. Um, being in the room, uh, you had, I think, people from over 30 countries. Uh, how did that first begin? When did, because you were busy building your own company, which you've just described, had amazing growth. But what caused you yeah, to so, also think of this summit? Yeah, so it's not that we didn't have enough to do with Roy. That was not the reason where we needed another kind of side hustle. It was really, that goes back to 2019 when we were, waiting to get into our first kitchen, which I had mentioned took around uh, four or five months for us to get in there because the landlord had to finish some renovation. And during that time, we also attended a workshop by the Mananova guys um, in, in Barcelona, actually, in very early 2019. And that's when we got in touch the first time with other brewers in that sense, with the kombucha community. And since my co-founder and I um, came from that community events background, we quickly realized um, you know, there's in the beer world, there's all these conferences. In the wine world, there's all these conferences. But, of course, there there was KCON already back then. But, of course, you know, uh, San Francisco or, or, or the whole California area is very far away. Uh, and then we felt we need something like that also in Europe. And then while we were waiting for our first kitchen, let's say, to be ready, we organized Kombucha um, Summit the first time in 2019 as an in-person event. And then uh, the following two years as a virtual event due to COVID. And then, yeah, 2022, finally again uh, in person again. And, uh, yeah, it was great having you and, and everyone else. And, yeah, also that grew very nicely and well. And we're happy to, to have this community and that exchange in the industry and provide a platform for people to learn and grow and share. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wonderful, like you say, it's uh, asking people a lot to fly. I, I, I'm from England originally. I'm well used to flying 10 hours to get back to Europe, to California, but it's expensive. It's a long way. And I know cheap flights in Europe, people pop over from London or Dublin or even probably just drive in or catch the train from Paris or Rome to Berlin. Yeah. And it w was a great Great event, and people, as I say, can read up. Here are some of the attendees' responses. So let's talk about the, the future. Here we are at the, you know, January. Everybody's making your New Year's resolutions. First of all, about Roy. What what do you see the next year, year or two, bringing? Uh, any any plans to, to do any more changes, or, or or any projections about you know, like like you were, we we have had a very odd or unusual couple of years with COVID and now with all the, the Russia uh, invasion of Ukraine. It's, I know that's probably affecting the economies of Europe. Yep. Where do you see uh, Roy, first of all, in, in the next year or two? What are your predictions yeah, so, or your plans? So, of course, yeah, it was very turbulent three years and basically our whole time on the market was, was affected by outside uh, mega, mega happenings, as we all know, and we're all in the same boat. Um, I think we've reached a level now as a, as a company um, where it's really, and I see this also in other startups, no, no matter what industry and, and in my network, where when you reach a certain size, uh, which we are now in, so you're definitely not more a startup in that sense, where you're small and you're trying things out, you don't really know your product, 
um, that, that phase is clearly over for us. But of course, we're also not a, a settled, um, let's say, uh, adult company, right? So I always compare our stage with more like a yeah, 16 to 18 year old uh, teenager, let's say, where you're growing up, you're, you're, you have, of course, more responsibility over your own decisions and your own life. But you're still not there yet in terms uh, in the company language, in terms of uh, structure and processes. And of course, since this growth happened so quickly over the past years, we need to make sure that um, our whole operation as a business uh, uh, um, makes the same growth. Because of course, in the beginning, it was, let's say, quick and dirty, everything, right? Um, and, and, and very fast-paced and very hands-on. Um, but now we need to, we come into a, growth into a stage as a company where we need settled processes, settled rules and procedures to to make sure the whole team um, and the whole company can support this growth and, and also in an efficient and uh, as least as possible stressful way, right? So that's our big goal for, for 2023. And also because, of course, it's hard still to make predictions, right? I mean, of course, we've had extreme... Uh, cost increases over the past months and, and here in Europe we feel or oh, there is of course a, a big um, uh, topic around the, the war unfortunately and there is some uncertainty around people and their expenditure um, but of course we want to keep growing um, within Germany I think the whole kombucha market within Germany is still very very early on and I also would assume or, or I believe that the whole trend and the speed of the trend of course, was also slowed down a bit due to these mega happenings, because um, of course the focus was on other things rather than um, I need I need a new beverage in my life. So there was other kind of focuses in people's lives. But I, I hope and I believe that yeah that the future is bright and we can keep growing. Um, of course, in 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 restaurants, in in, in bars and cafes, but also especially in retail, because that's of course where you reach really the masses and like I said with almost 19 million people Germany has a huge potential there and beyond that of course also countries around us that are interesting that we're talking through and that um, can support our growth and um, yeah besides that there's of course also always a big trend around D2C so being in touch directly with your customers through your online shop that's also a big big focus for us and um, yeah like I was saying grow the team, grow the structures, grow the whole operations, because, yeah, one day I think Europe will really push the kombucha button like it happened in the U.S. I think we're not there yet. Of course, in Europe, you have the U.K., which is way ahead than, than, than other countries. Then Spain is also very strong these days. Um, but, of course, um, you still cannot compare it um, at all with any other settled beverage industry. So I think the potential is still huge for everyone involved. Uh, yeah, I definitely think you've made some uh, good judgment calls there. I mean, my experience, even in the UK, which, you know, I have my worldwide directory, I list the number of brands, and it's got way more than it had four years ago. It's been a rapid growth. Germany, you guys are obviously well positioned to become a leading brand there as as uh, you've got the cans, you've got the distribution, and so on. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation and Fabio, I wish you luck as uh, the year unfolds. Hopefully things will settle down in the, in the big picture. And uh, you've got a very solid foundation. Great to, great to talk with you. 
Thank you so much, Ian. Thanks, everyone, uh, of course, for listening. And um, I hope we can catch up uh, sometime soon again. And, of course, then see each other again at Kombucha Summit, hopefully with all the listeners as well, face-to-face. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I hope this was of value to to everyone listening. And feel free to always reach out to us um, uh, via, via our email or Instagram, which you can find online. So... And if you happen to be in Berlin, let us know. We're also happy to to have people visit, and we've had that in the past, and it's always great to connect. And, uh, yeah, wishing uh, everyone a lot of luck as well. Thanks, Ian, and thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.